Until one has loved an animal, a part of one's soul remains unawakened. Anatoly France. So Neil deGrasse Tyson has a very interesting take on how dogs age, since they have essentially a 7 to 1 ratio in contrast to humans, wiring them to want to make that limited amount of time count. This led me to consider my own dogs and their perception of time. I know dogs may not understand that to the same degree that humans do, but it makes me wonder if, for instance, every one minute that I've been away from them, do they perceive that as seven minutes, or for every day it's one week, or every four days a whole month? It made me stop and remember that we don't have as much time with our overly excited, outspoken door greeters as we may think we do, and made me want to understand our historic relationship a little bit more. After all, dogs are the only large carnivore that we have ever fully domesticated in the history of humanity. But the truth is, they were probably just as much to thank for that relationship forming as we were. Hello, and welcome to the Fundamentals of Nonsense. I am your host, Sam, and I'm flying solo again this week. Sonny and I kind of struggled to align our work schedules. Because when we're not being internet personalities, we also have very demanding day jobs. But he has reassured me that he has a story to tell us for next week's episode, and that's exciting. Also, this episode is being released a bit later than usual in the day, because I have been spending my spare time recruiting some guests for the, the show. I don't want to make any announcements yet, but in case something you know prohibits the appearance, but I am excited about the people I've been speaking to. Anyways, let's get to the show. The timeline for when domestication actually happened is a bit wishy-washy, and the details are more theoretical, since the wolves that our current domesticated pepperonis hail from are extinct, and the genetic divergence from the dog's ancestors and the modern wolf took place roughly 30 to 40,000 years ago. Anyways, my favorite is the campfire theory. This states that around the time of the last glacial maximum, or ice age, when humans were hunting Pleistocene megafauna, such as mammoths and cave bears, Packs of wolves would develop a somewhat symbiotic relationship with these hunter-gatherers, following them on hunts and to campsites, hoping that humans would leave some food behind for them, or even just share, eventually feeling comfortable enough to become regulars on the edge of these human populations. These were more than likely the less aggressive, non-dominant pack members with a lower flight response, making them more approachable and less wary of humans. Thus begins the process of self-domestication and the creation of a less symbiotic and more mutual bond. This is when we begin to understand their cues, such as their ability to warn humans of coming danger by growling, or their help defending against larger carnivores. There are other theories, such as migratory and food partitioning, but for the most part, it's a dealer's choice of how we formed our ancestral bond, but the key in every theory is we both helped each other survive. Gray wolves are their closest living relative to the modern dog, with there only being roughly 0.2% difference in DNA. Closest to the wolf in terms of DNA are the Shibu Inu, Chow Chow, Akita, Alaskan Malamute, while breeds like the Siberian Husky vary further in DNA but inherit the noticeable wolf-like appearance. So weird little fact that I found when I was researching this states that domesticated dogs are actually closer to wolves than coyotes are, and that coyotes actually have a 4% variation in DNA, which was a little surprising to me considering the wildly non-domesticated nature of their behavior. Regardless, the data gets a little shaky here also, because up until 2014, we believed that dogs were descendants of gray wolves, but as it turns out, they were a separate divergence from the same ancient Pleistocene wolf, making them more like steppe canines, or whatever. 
However, after many studies, it is believed that the dog divergent dates back roughly 36,000 years ago, supporting the theory that all dog and wolf population descended from a single population of wolves that spread out after the Ice Age. Dogs and humans co-evolved together, sharing a parallel existence since the Ice Age. Dogs were right there when humans migrated to new worlds, their bodies adapting alongside ours for changing altitudes and environmental conditions. We both developed genes involved in digestion and neurological functions. That's why dogs suffer from many of the same conditions that we do. Things like diabetes, cancer, and heart disease. We both evolved to be more cognitively similar than our own closest descendants. In 2015, a study shows that when humans and dogs make eye contact, they both would release oxytocin, the maternal and social bonding neuropeptide released when a mother sees her child, proving further that we experienced coevolution together. The funny thing about the entire concept is that dogs probably found humans with their hypersocial nature. Somewhere around a random campfire one night, a descendant of your pet showed up, and whoever the human was that saw them just could not resist befriending this curious creature, creating a species-long companionship. It's absolutely beautiful. The concept of man's best friend has ancient origins. Our friendship predates agriculture, and in China they developed genomes to help them process starch alongside humans. They eventually earned responsibilities on our farms as herders after the domestication of sheep and also in the military and law enforcement. An American psychologist named Boris Levinson accidentally stumbled upon the therapeutic benefits of animal-assisted therapy by noticing that withdrawn children would interact more positively when he would bring his dog jingles to their sessions. Launching a platform of research, and in the 1980s the term human-animal bond was coined, leading the way for support animals for those suffering from isolation, depression, and PTSD. Studies show that people with pets tend to develop a routine and have something to look forward to. Also, they're more likely to have a stronger cardiovascular system and be more aware of their diet. So before I go, I want to read a few statistics here. Only 10% of dogs born will find a forever home. Roughly 6.5 million animals enter shelters each year, but only 3.2 million are adopted. On average, 1.5 million sheltered animals are euthanized each year. So I'm a husky owner myself, and I remember one of the most ridiculous things to me was when husky breeding skyrocketed after Game of Thrones aired, and the abandonment percentage also jumped. People realized having a wolf in your house took a lot more work than they predicted, but come on people, we've got to do better. Don't let a TV show make a choice for you. It's a commitment and a bond, not a toy you can throw away when you realize how much effort it requires. But anyways, guys, I'm sorry for the short episode. Um... We do have great things coming, and I, I can't wait to talk about it. But in the meantime, this has been the Fundamentals of Nonsense, and, you know, we love you both, or whatever. Whatever.